0: Which players made a case to stick on the Vikings' final 53-man roster after their preseason game, the Twins are back in the playoff hunt after a dramatic weekend sweep, and why Kirk Cousins' passing game could be nostalgic for a certain era of Vikings fans? It's all coming up next on Superior Sports Talk.
1: Carol 11 sports anchor Reggie Wilson covers the Twin City sports scene non-stop. Luke Inman is ready to put him on the hot seat. That's what you going to do to me? Instant analysis. Yanked. Out you go. Post game breakdowns and red hot takes. The Timberwolves need a stick. Reggie and Luke give you a daily dose of Minnesota sports with Superior Sports
0: Talk. Part of Locked On Sports Minnesota. And it starts now. Back in the lab, Reggie and Luke back at it. Another episode, Superior Sports Talk presented by Locked On Sports Minnesota, your daily 30-minute breakdown of everything Minnesota sports. That's Reggie Wilson on Twitter, at ReggieWilsonTV, and on Care Eleven. Monday, Reg, we got an absolutely jam-packed lineup to get in today after a wild and crazy weekend in Minnesota sports.
1: Yeah, I'm excited to talk about it. Just a crazy weekend. Some unexpected twists, turns, all that good Mm -hmm. stuff. Let's get into it.
0: Yeah, roller coaster of action. Hey, remember first, follow along on the Lockdown Minnesota YouTube channel. Hit the subscribe button there. And on Twitter, give us a follow at Lockdown M-I-N. Remember, we're a podcast, too, free and available on all platforms, Spotify, Apple, you name it, we got it. And a plethora of choices over there, Ron Johnson Show, The Football Party, and more, your one-stop shop with endless Vikings talk with local experts. Do us a favor, hit the subscribe button there and drop us a five-star review. All right. To football we go 10 days until week one of the NFL season kicks off. That means 13 days until the Vikings home opener taking on the Green and Gold Packers. The Vikes traveled to Denver Saturday evening playing their final preseason game against the Broncos. Plenty of meat and potatoes to dive into here, Reg. Let's start with your winners. Now, obviously, we're in that stretch here where cut days is just hours away. And this was the last real chance for those bubble guys to make their case as to why they should stick around on this final 53-man roster or practice squad. So which two or three players made the biggest impact and you know, made things tough on coaches from what you saw Saturday night?
1: Well, uh TY McGill had the the ankle injury. Of course, he's mm-hmm. probably like the easiest person to say. Um but funny enough, funny enough I got a few guys. How about Nick Mullins? Did not even play <laughs> in the preseason finale. And it's just like, man, his his spot just seems set on this team. Like that is a testament Less to Less is where more they for are. Nick
0: Mullins. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh also uh Ty Chandler I mean, he wasn't in jeopardy of getting cut or anything, but the dude just played well this pre like the dude just balled out this preseason. So shout out to him for for coming in and just hitting the ground running. Um what's interesting is <laughs> the the Vikings that that starting offensive line front seemed to have Jesse Davis just penciled in there from like the start of like off season camp and all that stuff. And now all of a sudden he might be in jeopardy of not even making the roster because of of Ed Ingram's like ascent. Like that's kind of crazy to think about. Mm-hmm. Um with with the wide receivers, um, I think Tristan Jackson has made a, a, a way for himself. Um especially with with BC Johnson having uh torned the the other ACL now. Um so I, I see a possibility of Trish, Tristan, I should say, um, making a way on this roster as maybe like the the wide receiver number five, six, something like that. You can never have too many receivers, I guess. Um, those those are pretty much the the guys that that I see um, being able to just kind of make the roster and 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 keep it moving as as the season gets started here.
0: Yeah, first and foremost, absolutely brutal news with B.C. Johnson tearing his Mm -hmm. other ACL now. I've been a big advocate for him all offseason, reminding people he was the team's wide receiver three before the emergence of Osborne when he went down with that first ACL two years ago. And he's looked sharp all camp, all preseason. K.J. needs a breather in those joint practices in San Francisco. Boom, who's the next guy up? It's BC Johnson. And I thought Mm -hmm. he really separated himself from the pack of wide receivers that we've kind of grouped together for one of those final roster spots. But now, hey... It's the NFL, sad as it is, next man up mentality. Glad you mentioned Mm -hmm. a guy like Tristan Jackson. Even with that one brutal drop he had wide open over the middle, I still thought he looked really sharp, really good, great at separating and getting open. Myron Mitchell's still a possibility, though. They've been kind of 1A and 1B. And then, of course, you got the rookie, Jalen Naylor from Michigan State. So interesting Mm -hmm. to see how all that plays out. I personally, I'm with you. I'm giving the edge to Tristan Jackson there of those three. And maybe you try to slide Naylor in on the practice squad for a year, let him get a year under his belt. Other players that stood out to me, Amir Smith-Marset, another receiver have yourself a game young man I mean his best game of the preseason without a doubt and BC goes down to see him not even flinch jump into that wide receiver four spot it just feels right after watching this preseason of him and after that game specifically Saturday night he also had a much better day returning punts too and provides Mm -hmm. a little spark back there heading into the season on special teams too so big night for him and I gotta mention him too you already threw his name out but rookie running back Ty Chandler just been pounding of the table every chance I get. This is a guy who isn't as buried on the depth chart as you might think. I think you're going to see a heavy rotation after Cook behind Dalvin. Kwesi and KOC seeked him out they handpicked him in their first draft together and they wanted this guy in their team for a reason you can't say that for someone like alexander madison so point is right. after another just rock solid performance from ty chandler who just he looks fresh explosive out there five carries 44 yards averaged over eight yards per carry in his second game in the preseason i just think he's on the field more than people assume he'll be even in his rookie year buried on that depth chart so all in all, we're talking largely backups and bubble guys that Saturday night, but you had really two nice outings by two offensive players that I just think will definitely be part of the game plan and get a little bit of piece of the pie, a little bit of action throughout this 2022 season. Remember, Tuesday, tomorrow, 3 p.m., welcome to the Wild Wild West Showdown. Every single team mm. must be down to a 53-man roster as it stands today. Vikings hovering around 80 players, which means, obviously, do your math, to. And- Done. carry the one 27 players have to walk into that coach's office and have that tough awkward little sit down nobody likes remember lockdown sports minnesota gives you endless vikings talk with local experts and now offers you a new podcast all about the vikes the Minnesota football party brings together a panel of podcasters and writers with big opinions on the purple myself, Arif Hassan of the athletic Luke Braun of lockdown Vikings. And of course, Sam Ekstrom of the Ron Johnson show. We give you an hour of Vikings talk every Monday and Thursday, find the show wherever you get your podcasts by subscribing to lockdown sports, Minnesota, or watch the show anytime, any day for free on YouTube coming up. We're talking which Twins player was the hero during their weekend sweep of the Giants. But first, have you checked the latest Vikings odds? Vikings week one line versus the Packers sits at plus two as we speak. Or maybe you're interested in some future bets like Lewis seen for rookie of the year. Or Vikings to win the NFC North sitting at two to one right now. Well, you can check it all out and more with Bet Online, BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Stats, news, and info, you want it, they got it. BetOnline makes betting easy and is your number one source for all your betting needs. Go to BetOnline.net today to learn more. That's BetOnline.net. It's where the game starts. All right, to baseball we go. Well, well, well. <laughs> Just when you were ready to count them out and leave them for dead, Reg. Look at this. The Twins with a Miraculous come from behind when Saturday night against the Giants, they go on to sweep them and start a new streak. Three wins in a row after losing six straight. They outscore the G-men 20-5 in the series, and more importantly, now sit just two games back from Cleveland and separate themselves from Chicago in the meantime as well. Reg, what a wild weekend for the Twins. I want your best three-minute recap, but start first with the hero of the sweep. Which player was MVP during a stretch of absolutely must-win
1: games for the Twins? All right, Luke, I'm gonna get off the beating path a little bit here. little unorthodox here here we go the hero of the series this weekend is that wooden thing they like to call a bat mm-hmm. that's the hero of this series it look that that six game losing streak they just look dead in the water you know uh especially against the Astros those ninth innings were the only times that they showed any kind of life in those series. Ended up getting swept, ended up getting swept in the season by the Astros. And now you're just like, dang, man, like they couldn't have looked any more cooked. Like what does Shaq say? Barbecue chicken. Like they were barbecue chicken after that series against the Astros. And then all of a sudden, I don't know if if Louisville Slugger just ended up making like a special edition or something like that. But then they come out and it's 9 nothing. Like what is that? How does that even happen? Where does that team come from after six straight losses? They they're able to come out and beat a team nine-nothing. Nine nothing, Luke. Nine, nine runs. Well, they barely could score two or three without getting out of the of a game the last like week or so. And they score nine runs. Nine runs. I don't know why I keep saying it. But nine <laughs> nine times.
0: Nine runs. Nine times, Reg.
1: What some are guy's we doing? Cross the plate nine mm. times, and then they come out. And on Saturday, I'm like, oh, okay, here we go. You know, it's three. You know, it, 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 they they come out and they get. Right. You know, the the bats are are maybe not there. And then all of a sudden, it's like, no, 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 don't count us out. We're not dead. You know, I, I put the gif on uh on Saturday. Undertaker when he like sits up out of nowhere you think the Undertaker's done and all of a sudden he just sits up and he looks at you with those like you know snake eyes and you're just like oh my god it's 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 doomsday Uh uh-oh he's coming to get me you know he's about to bury me and that's what they did they came from behind and 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 beat the Giants And then yesterday you know I'm like oh man well look they got two out of three it's all good and then all all of a sudden it's just like boom we're going to score eight of them. Like, and, and it was funny because I tweeted, I was like, hey, 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 hey. Like, save some of these runs, guys. Like, you're going to need them. Trust me. You're going to need them. But honestly, kudos to the Twins, okay, for mm-hmm. toying with fans' emotions because they look dead in the water. And then all of a sudden, they sweep the Giants, and they're now only just two games back of first place in the division. And, and Chicago is just a hot mess right now. We're not even going to go there with them. So it's them and Cleveland, I feel like, to to lose as far as this division goes. And I'll now all of a sudden, two games back, and it's just like, okay, you're going against this series uh, with the, the Red Sox. Red Sox are last place in the division in the AL East. But they are only uh, four games, I'm looking at it, Four games under 500, So, like, this team is no slouch. And they're hoping to try to strike some fire as well and maybe, you know, catapult themselves up. Like, they've been leapt by Baltimore and Toronto. Like, they're their last place in their division. So, like, look, they've lost three of their last five games. And now the Twins are quote-unquote, surging with with their three straight wins. So, like, if they can kind of get this team and and be like the Red Sox lost 12-4 to to Tampa last night, but they won the first two games of that series. So, like, this team is not going to be a slouch. But if they can kind of see if they can carry some of that momentum from this weekend series into this series with Boston, they just may have a fighting chance to, to creep back up to the top of this division, but they are doing this with our emotions. They are doing this because they they look all competitive and then, you know, you never know. They could come out and get swept by Boston or they can come out and lose two of three to Boston. And now all of a sudden you're just like, dang, man, you know, it's like fool's gold. And so I don't really know what to think about this team but what I do know is this is probably one of the most resilient bunch of you-know-whats that we've seen because, like, anytime you lose six straight and you're just you're just flailing in the division and all of a sudden you win three, out of nowhere, like, if you would have said, like, yeah, team lose six straight and then all of a sudden they win three straight, I think you would probably, like, Think that you would you would test that person for drugs for saying that like you wouldn't bet on that like you you wouldn't go out there and say oh yeah 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 I think you know it's it's one of those like Charles Barkley I guarantee it like one of those things where you're just like oh he is out of his mind if he thinks this is gonna happen and then it happened and you're just like where did this come from? Here's the thing you'll love the
0: blowout right nine to nothing you'll take that every day of course 10 out of 10. Those mm-hmm. are fun easy. Don't got to throw it to Ron or Lopez. Keep it simple. It's safe. It's sexy, right? But the catalyst to this whole thing, if they're going to go on a playoff surge was Saturday night, dead in the water, Giants even score an insurance run, go up two nothing in the ninth. Mm -hmm. They won a game that they shouldn't have won. And how many times have the twins lost games that they should have won? So you're expecting that to balance out a little bit, but you still got to go out and do it to have that miraculous comeback the way they did with two outs, by the way, down to nothing, two outs and rally awesome. back. That's what gives you that little bit of hope that like we can do it. We can beat anybody at any time. We have the talent. We got the players. And I mean, shout out to Carlos Correa, man. Chef's kiss. Absolutely in fuego. Buxton out. You're paying this guy 35 mil to be the guy. And finally, just flips on that switch, man. How much heat has he taken from the media, people like us, fans, you name it. And finally flips on that switch and puts the team on his back.
1: Seven hits
0: in his last nine at-bats with the walk just for good measure four rbis but more importantly just the leader this team needed at the top of the order to get things cooking and finally seems like they can start to lean on him when adversity strikes that game Keep saturday though specifically gotta mention it again down to rip in the ninth they rally all the way back with two outs correa with the clutch hit and rbi jake mm-hmm. cave with the game and rbi which by the way You know, if we're going to color outside the lines a little bit and I'm going to pick a co-MVP, I'm going with Jake Cave. Comes in, goes two for two as a pinch hit in Saturday's comeback. Two for four yesterday with four RBIs, one home run, and a double. Great to see some other names stepping up with Buxton out. Even Max Kepler got in on the action. Four for six this weekend. You love to see it. And we haven't even mentioned the pitching yet, Reg. Sonny Gray, Joe Ryan, Aaron Sanchez, your three starters. Gray and Ryan, great outings. You know, when Sanchez got in trouble and he was yanked in the fourth, these relievers and closers, nearly flawless. I mean, that is exactly what you expected when you made all those trade deadline deals for Lopez and Fulmer. Quick thoughts Mm -hmm. as we wrap up on the pitching this weekend and just moving forward in these last, what, 30 games.
1: That's exactly what you want to see. You know mm-hmm. they made those moves at the deadline to bolster that unit, and this is exactly what you want to see: the guys that you have confidence in, the guys that you have faith in, really coming up big when the moment arises. It's, it just—it's the perfect storm, and we always said, like, look, the pitching was what was was like what was going to be their their question mark. If they can get the pitching. You expect the bats to be able to keep them or put them in every game that they play, but we haven't seen that type of complimentary baseball as we've seen this past weekend. Uh, the, The question is, is it sustainable? And you like to think that it is the talent is there. You just, there's nothing to explain these lulls that they have. Like they lose these six straight games. I don't know if it's confidence. I don't know if it's just. You know, fatigue, like, I, I really don't know. Like, you know, it, it it's tough because you hate to see a team have to get, like, sweet chin music, you know, mm-hmm. in order for them mm-hmm. to, like, figure out, like, oh, shoot, like, oh, my God. Like, you get kicked in the mouth, and all of a sudden you're losing a couple teeth. You, you know, you're bleeding out. You're just you like, wake oh, up
0: again. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: Oh, my God. Okay, okay, okay. I got to block my face. You know, it's just like, oh, yeah, I'm leaving myself open. I'm susceptible to Getting kicked in the face. And it's just like, okay, you know, you got to feel the pain a little bit in order to, to like fight back. And you hate, I think as a fan, you hate to see that. I think all fans will love if their teams just blew out the opponent, like just blow them out every time, like leave no doubt. And, and, you know, so I can breathe easy. But like all these like games where you're, you know, Saturday was fun. You know, like, that that's a fun win. But at the same time, you're just like, dang, man, if they could have took care of things in the fourth, fifth inning, like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: that would be great. But, like, what you are excited to see is that the pitching is keeping them in it, like keeping them within striking distance. And that's all you can ask for. And that's really all that they probably were looking for heading into this season because they felt confident after you spent 35 plus million on Carlos Correa, and you know you got Byron Buxton on a 100 million dollar deal i hate to be bringing up their money and all that stuff i'm not in their pockets i promise but you know you got all these big time bats that you truly believe in you just want the pitchers to just give them a chance and that's exactly what they're doing and now the hitting is taking advantage of the chances that the pitching is get, giving them keeping them in the game and it looks great you just want to know once again Is it sustainable?
0: And here's the thing, too, with the pitching, just as we wrap up. Honestly, Reg, this is this pitching staff has been quietly doing this all year. When they left six in a row last week, it was the bats, man. I mean, they were losing games yeah. three to one, four to two. Like, now they got the bats rolling. But pitching has been their one thing that they've been able to lean on outside of maybe three, four weeks after the All-Star break. They've kind of been the most consistent part of this team, really. Twins taking on the Red Sox tonight, starting a three-game series. And I think it's natural to say, well, it'd be nice to have a day off here now after that roller coaster series but i think if you ask the players they'd say no we want to get out there and play as soon as possible we're feeling Mm -hmm. good and we want to ride that momentum and when you win three in a row like that you just start to believe like you can beat anyone anywhere anytime where you want to play you want to play in the back alley play a little stickball you name (laughs) it we got it we feel good now you mentioned the red Sox are no slouch i will argue The Red Sox, not the Red Sox that they used to be. I'm used to remembering the Red Sox this last decade as dominant, right? Yankees, Red Sox, Mm -hmm. always one of the last two teams standing. They're not as dominant and scary as they used to be. So they're 62 and 66, you mentioned. Yeah, they're no slouch, but they have their own weaknesses, not as red hot as they used to be. You know when the Orioles jump you. All right, things aren't quite as good as they used to be. Dylan Bundy on the mound tonight versus Bray and Bellow. Bellow's 0 for 3 this year, 7-2-6 ERA in 22 innings so hopefully twins bats can jump out on him right away coming up we're getting into our gimme one segment and reggie's going to give me one vikings player you could be sleeping on for a pro bowl season but first Remember, when you're subscribed to Locked On Sports Minnesota, you're getting endless Vikings talk with local experts. Sam and Ron talk football every day on The Ron Johnson Show. Reggie Wilson gives you a sports anchor's perspective right here on Superior Sports Talk. And the Minnesota Football Party brings together the top Vikings podcasters in the city. Subscribe to the free Locked On Sports Minnesota podcast feed wherever you find your podcasts. Drop us a five-star review or find our videos on the Locked On Sports Minnesota YouTube channel. Hit the subscribe button. And leave us a comment. Let us know what you think. All right. Time has come. One of my new favorite segments called Gimme One. I'm going to throw out a Viking topic to Reggie. He's going to give me his first response that comes to mind. Let's jump right into it. Here we go. Give me one guy that could make the Pro Bowl on the Vikings roster that people may be sleeping on for the Vikings this year in 2022. Who you got?
1: Dang. You know what? I... I don't think people are sleeping on him because the hype train has been going like really hard, but mm-hmm. KJ Osborne, Ooh, I, I definitely I like think that. that, yeah, I I have been saying for a while and specifically on this program that the Vikings could have 3,000 yard receivers in JJ, Thielen, and Osborne. And if he does that, I don't see why he doesn't make the Pro Bowl next season another one that that maybe may, maybe is not as easy as Osborne how about Hicks at the linebacker spot like Love the it. dude was just quietly productive last year like almost so quiet that you know the 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 Cardinals let him walk you know in favor of of youth but like i think he and Kendricks together with with Asamoah as well like are going to have a very very busy busy season this year and if he racks up 100 plus tackles you know maybe adds in a couple sacks you know maybe an interception or two I can see him making the pro bowl and he's he's a guy that you know people expect him to just be a pros pro and go out there and do his job but I still think that he has some elite level play left in his game that could see him make the pro bowl next season
0: No, I absolutely love that. Three straight 100-plus tackle seasons, and you steal the guy in the free agent market for a two-year $8 million deal. What's going on right now? Nice. And how about the guy next to him? You mentioned him, Kendricks. I mean, he plays at a Pro Bowl type of level nearly every season. He's only made one Pro Bowl. I think he could maybe be unlocked here as well. And I think you're right. One of Jordan Hicks or Eric Kendricks could put together statistically a really great Pro Bowl type of season. Another guy, I mean, we know the name, but everybody's just kind of slowly writing him off, assuming he's getting too long in the tooth. Harrison Smith, Has made like Mm. four straight Pro Bowls. He's made six in his career. Am I just supposed to assume that his play is just going to fall off a cliff and all of a sudden he's just going to be an average starter? This guy's a Pro Bowler, man. And he's going to play at that Pro Bowl type of level as well. I'm not writing him off yet until I see it. Next one up. Give me one position you would watch closely on the waiver wire Tuesday to add help to the Vikings roster in depth. Is there one specific position that you're just sitting there looking going... Be nice to maybe add one or two more guys and just feel a little bit more comfortable with this position.
1: I think you can always uh look at the offensive line. Mm-hmm. You know, they've they've kind of been in the trenches with the guys that they like. And so you would you would think that maybe they wouldn't add someone else to the mix um when they've kind of been playing the guys that they like all camp and and all offseason, but you know you can never have too many good guys on the line. And I know if you're picking somebody up on the waiver wire, you're like, he's not necessarily going to be like starter for us. But you know, injuries happen. And you want to be confident that if one of your guys go down, like the next man up can fill in well enough. You know, he's not necessarily going to be the same. Like there's going to be a drop off there. But you want to make sure the next guy fills in well enough. And I think if you can get someone who was a bubble guy on on a roster, and maybe they just had to let that person go in favor of another position, but they really liked that person, maybe was going to try to sneak them onto the practice squad to hold that person. I think maybe you, you do that um, at the offensive line position. Another one that's uh, just a sneaky thought you know, I know this is give me one. I keep saying, like, give me two. but um, We'll take what we can that... get,
0: Reg. Bonus yeah, Okay, Give it to us. All right,
1: cool. So a bonus one I wouldn't be, like, surprised about, and maybe you are surprised that I would say something like this, wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Wide receiver. Mm-hmm. I think you can never have too many, like, impact skill position guys. And so, you know, if they're not necessarily settled on some of the guys that, you know, they have, maybe, you know, Smith-Marset, Is not necessarily the guy that they want, you know, for sure at punt return, and there's a guy who's a little bit more dynamic at punt return. Maybe they add another receiver and just have Smith Marset just being, you know, one of the guys in the the receiver room and and have maybe a guy returning punts, that could be a, a interesting situation as well.
0: There's been so much talent to come into the NFL from the collegiate level at wide receiver specifically the last two, three seasons that Mm -hmm. teams are just forced to cut guys like look at we cut Albert Wilson the first wave of cuts, man. What does that say? I mean, he's no slouch, man. He cut two touchdowns in a preseason game. And we cut him the first wave. He didn't even make it to this final wave of cuts. So there is so much talent that wide receiver floating around the NFL. And come Tuesday, Mm -hmm. tomorrow at 3 p.m., there will be a bevy of options, certainly to pick through, you know, the little uh, Walmart $1 DVD bin. There's going to be plenty (laughs) of wide receivers to sit there and sift through and find some serious talent for cheap. I like that one. And then as far as offensive line, I just got to say, there's such a drop-off from your starters to the backups that it is Mm. so crucial to have some good depth back there. Now, obviously, if these guys are getting cut, they're not pro bowlers, but still to find good depth and good options because you're one injury away. You're one Derrissi injury away or Brian O'Neill injury away from this protection for Kirk Cousins being very skeptical. So that's certainly a good one, too. I like that you mentioned that. All right, last one. Give me one. Save the best for last. We teased this one at the beginning of the show. You even mentioned it during our Vikings segment. People are hyping the J.J., Thielen, K.J. combo as the 2.0 version, the next version of Moss Carter-Reed. Give me a reason why this could actually happen and come to fruition. What needs to happen?
1: I just think this offense needs to get on the same page. You know, like Kirk Cousins just needs to get up to speed on all the different intricacies and nuances of this offense because I think... Kevin O'Connell wants to spread the ball around. Like he even talked about, you know, passing it to receivers more out of, I mean, passing it to running backs more out of the backfield. And when you look at a situation like that, you you see a guy that wants to pass the ball around. You know, you look at the offense that he came from, you know, Stafford was slinging it all over the field. If Kirk Cousins has a 4,000, 4,500, you know, passing yards season, you would think that like I said, at least a thousand each, at least a thousand each will go to one of those three guys. And so I I could see it happening. It's just a matter of this offense getting in sync and and getting going like people expect them to do. And it could happen. I could see that. I think Moss Carter Reed is very lofty. And I caution people to to have those type of expectations because those three guys are kind of like a one-of-one. One. You know, you're talking about two uh, yeah, Hall of Famers. That's the peak, and, man. And that's a, the top yeah. of the mountain.
0: That's tough. That's yeah. tough. But so even that, if they come you know, close. Watch, that, you know,
1: watch yeah. it. But, but I will say, man, last year, Adam Thielen was on a tear before he got injured. Mm-hmm. And Justin Jefferson could have gotten more looks in that offense you know they they unleashed him after you know several weeks or whatever made it more of an emphasis to get him the the football get him touches but if they were going to him more often you know you look at some of these third down plays that just didn't happen you know a lot of these vikings drives stalled If you don't see that this year, that means they are moving the ball well and they are staying ahead of the chains. And if they are doing that, that means this offense is having a lot of production, which means these receivers are having a lot of production. And that means that we see an explosive offense uh, this upcoming season.
0: Devontae Adams has scored the most red zone touchdowns in the past two seasons more than any other wideout in the NFL. Do you know who's number two on that list?
1: Is it J.J.?
0: Adam Mankato, wow. Magic, Thielen. Nobody wow. scored more red zone touchdowns in the last two seasons outside of Devontae Adams than Adam Thielen. you tell me this guy couldn't score 14, 15 touchdowns now in this offense? I'm telling you. And by the way, just had my fantasy football draft the other night. I got Kirk Cousins and K.J. Osborne for like three bucks total in my auction. and That was a 14-man league. People are sleeping on K.J., and you can get Kirk for cheap, too, man. It's not like, Reg, you and I know anything secret or insider info. We're just watching the same practices and joint practices and preseason as everybody else, man. I just just can't believe people are sleeping so much on K.J. Osborne, and even Kirk Cousins, for that matter. All right, that's a wrap today. Back here tomorrow, breaking down more Twins, Vikes, and plenty more. Remember, you gotta like, rate, review, and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Join us every day for another episode with your 30 minute breakdown of everything Minnesota sports. By the way, you can now find us streaming on your Roku device. So be sure to look out for our Locked On Sports Minnesota app there as well. Pretty cool. We're a podcast too, free and available all platforms. Subscribe, drop us a five star review, and take us everywhere on the go. That's the legend Reggie Wilson. Follow him on Twitter <laughs> at Reggie Wilson TV and on Care 11. Not too late. You can still check them out out at the Minnesota State Fair. I'm Luke Inman on Twitter, at Luke underscore Spinman. Special thanks to our producer, Matt DeBritz. Tune in tomorrow to Superior Sports Talk, part of Locked On Sports Minnesota. For Reggie, I'm Luke. Until tomorrow, signing out.
1: Be blessed. Spread love today.